last time on Roads Uncharted. Eight made a chicken. Started running around a tunnel. Doesn't look exactly safe. And I was nearly made a hostage by something small and squeaky. So Arthas, you have something small and metallic between your teeth. You have thrust your head to the left and you have stepped backwards down these stairs. You heard a, whoa, as you did so. You feel these, something sharp and very small, almost like pinpricks grasping at the base of your neck. And they start to climb up until in your sight, kind of looks like a squirrel grasping onto your cheeks and staring at you. Stop moving! As I spit the whatever was sharp out of my mouth. Hey, that was mine. And you were using it to threaten me. You're invading. No, I'm Arthas. You're invading. I'm Arthas. Who are you? The creature pauses. Have you stopped moving at this point? Yeah. Okay. I think 15 feet, you're probably back down the stairs enough where you you could you have a little bit of space between your arms and the wall. Not much, but some. The creature actually crawls over your face and gets to the top of your head hmm. and looks at Eight and Bessie and Roe behind you and then turns and crawls back down your face just enough where you're looking at this creature now upside down. Why are you here? We're traveling through? No, you're not. I, last I checked, we were. Arthas, <sighs> uh, who, who are you talking to? There's a small thing on my face. I turn and look at Ro. I do believe that this is what they call the underground willies. Arthas appears to have lost certainty of what his actual experiences are. Arthas, are you feeling okay? I would uh, like to turn my face to the party to show off the fuzzy little man. Yeah, yeah. So Arthas turns his face and row and eight, you see hanging upside down, clutching to the front of Arthas's head and forehead, what appears to be a squirrel wearing a set of leather armor and an empty scabbard at its back. Where did that come from? Look at- Oh my god, it is so cute. Look at it. Oh, oh my. I was just going to say the same thing. Oh goodness. Can we say that the little sword clattered to the, the floor near my feet? Yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll say it's small enough that you probably didn't hear much of it with all the talking that Arthas was doing and the echoing in the chamber. But um, yeah, I'll say eight if you, you want. You happen to notice that there's this little sword at your feet. I, I look down and look and I pick up the tiny little sword. It's got an itty bitty little sword. It's like a toothpick. Hey, that's mine. Oh my goodness. Where did you, where did you come from? The creature skitters down the length of Arthas's body and hurries over to your feet. Eight points up, stands up on its hind legs, points up. That's mine. You used this to threaten my friend. You're invading. You have forfeited your right to have this. What's your name? Why should I tell you? And the creature puts its paws on its hips very indignantly. 
because we are friendly travelers, and you have threatened us with violence. You're invading. No, we are underground, and we are trying to travel our way through these tunnels to reach Kidova. What? The creature looks at each of you in turn. Its fluffy tail twitches. It makes a couple chittering noises. <sighs> Listen, little one. My name is Ro. This one here is, is eight. The large one that you've accosted is is Arthas, and this this one back here is Bessie. What is your name? Neru. Neru. It was nice to meet you. We didn't realize we were trespassing or invading. Uh, we deeply apologize. See, we're a little lost in all of these tunnels. Yeah, if you're going to Kidova, then you're certainly in the wrong spot. Wait, so you know the way to Kidova? Well, yeah. Wonderful. Do, do you think you can help us out here? We promise, we promise not to invade or anything. There, no ill intent was ever manifesting here. Give me a charm check. Okay, okay. I think this is the first time I'm doing a charm. <gasps> I have charm. Okay, uh, that is going to be... What, uh, at what difficulty? Give it to me at medium difficulty. Medium difficulty. One success, one advantage. Okay. Creature tilts its head just a little bit. Squints its eyes. Look, I don't know why you're down this tunnel. If you didn't mean to invade, then why'd you come down here? It seemed like the most logical decision. It, I had a really good feeling about this tunnel. Yes, and I butt in. We were following intuition. Yes, intuition, right there. Creature looks over at you eight. Can I have my sword back? Perhaps later. I'm still not easy giving it to you, considering you threatened us with it. If you promise you mean no harm. Well, if you prom- I might be willing to help you, but if you came down this way, you're gonna have to pay respects to the queen first. Oh, sure, sure. There, there's more of you. Well, of course there's more of me. Well, us. My eyes light up at the prospect of more of these cute things existing. Um and go, well, yes, if there's any way we can prove that we mean no harm, we will absolutely absolutely wish to do so. Um, be in the good graces of your queen and any other sort of beings like you. Although, I will say, our friend Arthas here is fairly large. Do you, do you think there are any accommodations for one of his stature? The creature looks Arthas up and down and then looks to the to you and eight. Well, it's not like we built the tunnels. He should be able to fit. Might be a little tight in some places, but he should be able to fit. And at that, sticks its little fingers in its mouth and makes a really high-pitched whistle. And at the sound of it, don't judge and make that face rent. Uh, <laughs> at the sound of it, you all start to hear skittering and scritching. And it is only seconds before you are surrounded by more than 50 of these creatures, all of them wearing little leather armor 
and some of them have bows drawn and notched, others holding spears, swords. We're going to take them to the queen. Make sure that they don't cause any trouble. Follow me. And uh, Nuru starts to head back down the stairs. I'd like to lean over to to Eight and Arthas. You know, I thought I thought seeing a lot of these were just going to be very cute, but actually, it's quite intimidating. There's just so many of them. I believe this is what is called a swarm. Apt description. Don't worry, though. And I hold up the knife. I have a sword. All right. So I'm guessing you follow, Naru. Yes. Okay. Naru leads you down the stairs and actually takes you down the sloping tunnel that you originally avoided. He leads you for a good long while, maybe 30 minutes of walking past more strange tunnels that offshoot into unknown locations. Eventually leads you to a tunnel section that has what looks to be a very rusty iron gate scrambles up the iron gate and begins to fiddle with the lock. Eventually, the gate swings open, and you can hear the sound of that rusty iron as it makes a high-pitched creaking noise. Scrambles back down the iron gate. Well, come on! And Nuru and the group head forward. Down, 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 and further, until you get into a wide-open cavern. There is a clear pool. Stalactites, stalagmites. You can see carvings into the stone wall that almost look like maybe they were sleeping quarters at some point. Much larger, almost human-sized. You see areas that look to be carved out for cooking spaces. You can see that there's old soot metallic pots that are sitting in the ashes, rotting from misuse, or lack of use, I should say. As soon as Nuru and the, the rest of his kind get out into the open, you start to see that other of his kind start to swarm into the main area. There are now potentially a thousand or more of these creatures. Nuru turns and starts talking with a couple more of these creatures who then scurry off. Turns to you. All right, look, we're bringing out the queen. If you do her any harm, or if you show any ill will. We will make sure you never see the surface again. Am I clear? Uh, Crystal clear, yeah. Perfectly. Nauru, do your people have a term that they use to show deference to your queen? Honorifics and whatnot. Nauru seems to think about this. Do you have any presents? Excuse me? Let me check. Let me check. I think for a moment, and then I look to Arthas, who should still be holding that glowing crystal, 
Arthas. Arthas, they want a present. I believe a light-bearing object would be a fairly good trinket to show goodwill. I shuffle around in my pocket and retrieve it. Perhaps this? And I gesture vaguely towards the crystal. Okay, well, that's one of you. Everyone that comes to see the queen must give a gift, though. Ah. The only thing I can think of that I might be able to provide is a fine cloak. Do I have a barrel of fat within reach? Yeah, I mean, you, you had the cart that had fat and all your barrels stacked into it. Oh, wait. Do they eat meat? Oh, you haven't asked. Nauru! Yes? Are animal fats considered a delicacy to your people? Or perhaps they have a more utilitarian use. I can't say that I've ever eaten animal fat. But the queen will know if it suffices, if that is what you plan to present. That also. Nauru nods. Fantastic. I'll grab a barrel. It is at this point you start to hear the high, shrill calling of trumpets. Oh no. And from beyond, in a hidden portion of the cavern, you see a bunch more of these creatures coming towards you. They are blaring these trumpets. Some of them are holding little poles with flags. You can see some are tossing brightly colored what appears to be confetti, but upon closer inspection as they get closer to you, you realize it's just couple colored pebbles. On top of a palan pala palanquin, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yep. You see a much older squirrel-like creature. Body is hunched over. The fur is graying in most of the body. The face is very white. You see that she wears a crown of feathers and flowers. Her clothing is very gauzy and, and uh, almost designed to look like leaves. The palanquin stops about ten feet away from you. Nuru and the rest of the creatures all bow to the queen. When Nuru stands up, says, Your Majesty, these three individuals were caught in the upper tunnels. They claim that they were not intending to trespass. They wish passage to Kidova. We have come offering gifts and your approval to lead them where they need to be. The queen nods her head a little bit. And she turns to you, Arthas. Well? What offering do you bring the Queen of the Sayurin? Your Eminence. I have this. And I hold up the small glowing crystal. And lower it as gently as I can for her. She nods in acceptance. And one of the Sayurin comes up and takes the crystal from you and steps back behind the queen. It will light the way in many dark nights. It is acceptable. She turns to you eight. And what offering do you bring the queen of the Sayurin? I um come bearing uh 
look awkwardly. Uh, magic chicken? Magic chicken, you say? Yes. It, consider it a, a display in honor of your eminence's prestige and influence. And I would like to summon eight junior. Oh boy. Um, go ahead and make it medium difficulty this time. Because it's only the second time you've cast this and take your two strain. Oh, that's a failure. Just one failure? Just a failure. All right, describe what this looks like. Very similarly to before, I pull out my spoon slowly and I point it at the ground in front of me and the the dust and everything starts to swirl and it makes a tiny little dust devil and the lights start to kind of shimmer and sparkle and it collapses in on itself. And for the briefest moment, you see Eight Junior again with its big gawky chicken eyes and its brilliant feathers. And just as quickly as it appears, it goes and then it just kind of explodes into a puff of feathers. And there is no chicken, just a mass of dazzling red feathers as the chicken failed to manifest. The queen looks where this chicken should have been, looks up at you. Is it supposed to do that? Not entirely. Are you pleased? Not quite. Oh. Then I have this fat of fat, and I grab the the barrel, and I put the barrel down. It can be used for all sorts of things. I am told that it can keep your skin very soft. More or less. That one can make food. And I gesture towards eight. The queen nods, and about 20 siren come and grab this barrel and carry it away. It is acceptable. She last turns to you, Ro. And what do you offer the Queen of the Sayurin? Your Highness, yes, I present to you this fine cloak from the tailors and clothsmiths of, uh, from Arkwal of Bakura, the western continent across the sea. Ooh, imported clothes. This will do quite nicely. She nods, and another uh, 20 siren come and hold up their little hands to take the cloak from you. Uh, make sure you wash it with cold water only. Good to know. She nods. As they take the cloak away, the queen looks to the three of you. You have provided sufficient offering. I can see that your transgression must have surely been a mistake. Why are you down here? The humans that come down here generally know where they're going. Yet you claim to be going to Kitova. Yes, your highness. You see, we weren't prepared to go down this path. We were not even provided a map. Our journey to Kitova uh, requires uh, us to go there as soon as possible, but on the surface, there was no no way to do that without waiting almost half a, a half of an entire year. And so desperate, we turned to this underground travel and we got lost. Honest mistake, I promise. She nods her little head. Did you know it is against the law 
to make maps of these tunnels. Is that why we weren't provided one? Yes. We've heard the stories from the supply caravans, from the errant humans that make their way down here from time to time. Something to do with the war. Or whatever. It's none of my concern. You're not under here with the supply caravan, so are you? I shake my head no, um, in silence. I mirror that, shaking my head. She nods her head again. Nuru, you and a contingent may escort these three individuals to Kidova. They have supplied sufficient offering and proven their goodwill. Gather your supplies for the journey. I believe that means we can give Nehru the sword back. Oh. Yes. And I'll hold up the tiny little implement and kneel down and present it with the hilt out and the flat of the blade in my palm. Your sword, good warrior. Nehru takes it, pops it in the scabbard. Thank you. Just please don't stab my friends in the neck. I won't have to as long as you go only where you're told. Your Majesty, Nehru turns to the Queen. This is going to be a long journey. Am I taking them all the way? The Queen puts her head in her little hand, scratches her chin a little bit. That is a very fair point. Lead them to the entryway of the safe tunnels. They can figure their way out from there. I grow tired now. She snaps her little fingers, and the siren that are carrying the palanquin lifted up. The trumpets start blaring again. People start throwing those colored rocks. As she disappears, people start to turn their heads from watching her to looking back at you, and you just have this sea of eyes staring at you. Well, as the queen bids it, you are prepared for a two-week journey, correct? You don't look like you're carrying much. And we were hoping to attract wild creatures to sustain us throughout using the vast amounts of animal fat. I give a short acknowledgement by waving my hand. Oh, it seems we have attracted a different type of creature that we did not expect to ever see before. What creatures exactly were you expecting down here? Perhaps but perhaps some sort of a wild wild boar, maybe a bear of sorts. A cave bear. Cave bear. You start to watch as Nehru starts to shudder a little bit and shake. Their head is tilted down. You start to see others doing the same and you start to hear this high-pitched snickering that eventually turns into laughter as every Sayurin starts to laugh at you. And it's a, like a ripple effect across these thousands of creatures. What? 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 Why are you laughing? You're traveling underground! <laughs> and you thought you'd run into a bear? <laughs> I'm not sure why I appreciate this. 
Well, they all seem to share the same appreciation for a good jest. Oh, you, you humans are funny. Huh. Oh, uh, Sarge, Sarge, Nauru kind of waves over another siren. Get, get them something from the stores. It won't be much, but it's better than nothing. Sarge nods, heads off, and comes back shortly with a a small-ish basket. So for you, your consideration, probably about eight ounces will fit in this basket. So it's large-ish for the siren, but small for you. And and just holds it up, waiting for somebody to take it. If no one objects, I'll snag it and stow it on Bessie. You honor us. Thank you. You can thank that one. And and Nauru points to Ro for bringing the imported goods. Oh. Oh, that you you like foreign foreign materials, yes? Oh, very interesting. Well, we don't usually get them. The people that come down here really don't bring any of that stuff with them. I'll make sure if we ever come back, come by back this way, provide some uh, some more imported goods. Naru nods. All right, are we ready to go? Yes. Onward. Naru, lead the way. Naru does a quick series of whistles. And breaking off from the group that was originally with you is another, like, five of these siren. And the six of them head back the way you came. They lead you all the way back to where you first began in the palm. Now at this point, it's getting close to think about supper. Would you have stopped or would you have continued on for a little while? I'm definitely in the fast to get out of the cave and tunnel party. I think I think we would have continued, right? I have no objection. Okay. So Nauru would have led you down the second to the left of the tunnels. In doing so, after about 100 feet, it actually would start to veer off to the right and starts to wind kind of eastward. Getting this sense of direction as you walk, you start to understand why some of these tunnels slope downwards and why they wind this way and that. And Nauru begins to chatter. I don't know if maybe he doesn't like the silence or he just never gets to talk to people, but he starts to chatter with you. You know, I'm very surprised that they make it against the law to make maps of this area. I mean, these tunnels are a labyrinth. I don't know what bright idea came out of a human up there. Queen says it has something to do with the war, but none of us were around for that, and it just seems silly. So many ways to get lost, to starve to death, walls collapsing. These tunnels are very old, did you know that? Are you are you beholden? Are you and your 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 people beholden to the laws of the surface of the humans? Not really, but we know our ways around these tunnels. We have no reason to make a map. You know, you could probably make some maps of your own to help out lost travelers like ourselves. Well, as I said, most of the people that come down here know what they're doing. You know, they come down here with their beasts of burden and their their barrels and their boxes, and they go the way that they need to go. They go this way. Oh, I see. I guess you're right. So if you saw someone making a map, you wouldn't have any objection to it. Doesn't affect me. 
perfect. And I just unfold the page and I start scribbling the directions we've been going from memory. So why is it such a rush that you go to Kidolpa? I would be happy to answer that. It's all in the name of the pursuit of knowledge, my good friend. And I'm still like drawing the map as I'm talking. You see, we seek answers about the present by examining information from the past. And the only way to find information from the past is to go to an old library, like the one in Kidova. And that couldn't wait until you could go above ground? Shaking my head vigorously. Oh no, no, no. You see, thousands of children's lives are at stake, so we must make utmost haste. The contingent of sirens stops. What? What are you talking about? Uh, well, I don't know how well-versed you are in the recent events of the surface, but on the first night of the festival of Aram in the city of Selene, all of the children below the age of majority vanished. I was dispatched on a secret mission in an attempt to discover where they might have gone and what might have caused it. And my best lead is to check the library in Kidova. Oh, well, that's disturbing. Are the two of you also looking to find these missing children? Nuru looks at Ro and Arthas. Yes. At first, I had no idea, but traveling with my new companions here, um, I believe it is a worthy cause. I'm traveling to Kidova for very, very similar reasons in the pursuit of knowledge. You see, it's obvious that I'm not from around Yulela. I come from Bakura, and I'm here trying to explore the world. See, see magic and all that as it's very rare from where, where I'm from. And learn new, new cultures, new people. Tell me, Nehru, when there's a uh, so you and your uh, a colony, your how, how would you describe your group of people? Kingdom. Kingdom. Your your kingdom. How do you select your queen? Is it bloodline? Is it by merit? Is it by how 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 do you do society? Each queen is elected. Elected by the people is it so it's a popularity contest well sometimes it is sometimes it's not it depends on who puts on the best argument and who has shown to be most trustworthy at their word doesn't do us any good to have a queen that lies just to get to the top because then what good is she going to do for the rest of us but what if they're really good at lying we eat them we don't tolerate liars in our society it's dark. It's very dark. Fair, but very dark. Oh, I'm sorry. Should I turn the lantern back on? Oh, no, no, no. No, I ate it. No. Um, dark as in very grim. Very... It lacks, lacks a bit of lightheartedness. It doesn't happen often, thankfully. But it's what the ancient laws say we must do, and therefore we do it. So, the queen, the, the current queen, the one that we met, the one that I gave my cloak to... Mm-hmm. What what's she like? What why why was she elected? And how long ago was that? At this point, Nauru and the contingent begin their trek again. 
and start leading you further down the tunnel. Let's see. Oh, probably it was before I was born. I think about 50 years ago she was elected. And if my mother is right, she was elected because she actually was the one that found us this home. You see, we didn't used to live in these tunnels. We used to live in forests. They used to be outside of the city. Interesting. But over time, people started cutting down the trees where we lived. And in search for a new place to live, we went into the city. And the queen found these tunnels and found that for the most part, people don't come down here. And if they do, they stick to one specific path. We found that cavern where there's water and safe place for us to hide. Have you never met a Siren before? Absolutely not. It explains your reaction at calling us cute. Is that is that something that's that's bad? Should I have not done that? No. I don't know if it's bad. Naru shrugs. It's just not a reaction we usually hear. Of course, we don't deal with people very often, so. Forgive me then. It's very. You look very similar to other creatures that I know, um, and and have seen before. Just not with armor, not with weapons. It's the juxtaposition is 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 triggering this this sort of awe. You are forgiven. Hey, you, big guy, how you doing up there? Generally, pretty good. Not hitting your head, are you? Not yet. I'm fairly conscious about that with low ceilings. Are all of your people that tall? You're probably the tallest human I've ever seen. I'm not a human. Well, what are you? Giant kin. Oh, I remember my grandma telling me stories about you. Do you eat bones? Sometimes. Do you make bread out of it? He eats eggshell. What? No. No, you don't eat eggshells? Or no, you don't make bread out of bones? The the bread the bones thing is a folk. It's It's just a saying. Do you live under Do you live under bridges? Mm. Oh no, wait, those are trolls. Yes, no, that was that's a troll. Well, what are you doing out here? Well, I was thrown from a cliff. Eventually, I stumbled upon eight. Now I'm here. Okay. I I feel like there's a story to that, but I'm also afraid to ask. You. Naru turns to you, eight. You also don't look like a human I've seen before. Oh, no. You wear more armor. I have heard comments like that before. You see, I am neither dead nor living. I am what is called an automaton. I am a uh, humanoid of mechanical bearing. Naru nods and looks very confused at that thought. But how can you be walking and talking if you are not alive? You're familiar with forests, correct? Mm-hmm. Consider me not quite unlike a tree. I am not quite unlike that, in the sense of I live, I feel, and 
I am powered by chemical energy. I would say that I am more similar in composition to a tree than I am to anything else like a rock or the soil. Does that make sense? No. But I'm just going to nod and say yes. Then again, we do have about a week together. Before I abandon you to your own devices, perhaps, by then I will have figured it out. Now, I want you to keep your eyes on the ground. And at this, all of the Sayurin climb up the walls and start walking along the walls alongside you. Watch your feet. Okay. Um, may I ask why? And I'm asking this question as I'm looking at the ground. The caravanners tend to complain about this section. I, I think that there are hidden traps. So just watch where you step. Besides traps, I, I speak loudly. Are there any dangers in these tunnels that we should be aware of? Nauru pauses and looks at the three of you. We don't talk about them. Well, that seems a little bit unwise, if I can be completely candid. We don't talk about them because it seems like every time we talk about them, they appear. Well, then never mind. Are you sure there are no cave bears? But I will say this. There are no cave bears. Nauru looks down the tunnel ahead of you and looks back behind you as if he could see farther than what extends beyond your light. There are no bears, but there are dogs. They're not always here. Did you say dogs? Is that the dangerous thing you're not supposed to talk about? What kind of dogs are they? How big are they? Are they vicious? Like you've you've never seen one? Never even heard, heard whisperings of one? Nauru doesn't answer you verbally. He just nods his head once. Oh, look, the, the tunnel just opens up right down here and, and Nauru and the siren continue down the tunnel. Curious. Dogs are called man's best friend. Perhaps they are a siren's worst enemy. Hurry up. You hear from down the hall. Come along, Bessie. I tug at the reins and head down the hall. I would like everyone to give me a quick perception check. You can make it at easy difficulty, since you were given the warning. Don't forget your boost, die From your good old pal, eight. One success. Two success, three advantages. I have a threat. Okay. Arthas, your legs are long enough. You, as you're walking down this tunnel and you're, you're watching the ground below your feet. I mean, you've been on alert quite a bit anyway throughout this trip. You happen to notice that there's a portion of the flooring that is close to the wall where you are doesn't look quite right and you are able to step over it no problem you don't know what it was but something about it just didn't feel right and you're able to continue on and eventually Nauru gives you the okay that you don't have to be on guard anymore uh, Ro you are walking down the tunnel and same thing there is a patch of the wall that you go to put your hand on it as if to brace yourself as you step over this large rock that happens to be in the um, along your side of the tunnel. And something kind of tells you that maybe you shouldn't. 
and you manage to step over the large rock without bracing yourself successfully. Eight. You are walking kind of more in the middle because you have to leave Bessie in this cart. So you're walking down the tunnel and you're able to watch your own feet. But there becomes this one little section where you have to maneuver just so. As you're leading Bessie, her back foot lands at the wrong spot. And you watch as part of the ground kind of sinks. Nothing happens to the two of you because you're just beyond where it falls. But at the sound of this dirt collapsing underneath, you turn back and look and you see that there are spikes sticking out of this pit. Um, I heard, I heard dirt moving. Is everyone okay back there? Perfectly fine. And I'm like holding on to Bessie and pulling to keep her from falling into this spike pit. Good girl. Good girl. I will, I will assist if, if it's noticeable that uh, Eight is, is struggling. Yeah, everything is, is fine, just a little uncooperative from, uh, from Bessie. Like I said, you gotta be careful. Where do the dogs come from? I yell, like, over my shoulder. Naru and his contingent ignore your question and lead you on in silence. Eight, I... Eight, I do believe it's in our best interest to avoid talking about the dogs. But we talked about finding wild animals to consume for food. They seem very scared. Something tells me this, they're a little bit more than dogs. Than just dogs. That seems particularly ominous. I only say that because in all of our time here, we never saw any dog tracks. That's true. We saw cart tracks and boot prints. I nod. So maybe there's something more than just dogs. Very interesting. There's much to experience and a lot of mysteries to uncover. Thank you for helping me keep Bessie from getting... pitted? Spiked? Skewered? No problem. Bessie's valued a valued companion. I will say that it's probably only another couple hours before the siren call it quits for the evening. They break out their own supplies, making a tiny little fire, roasting some large nuts, and passing it out to each other. And as you settle down for the evening, I want everyone to give me one last check for the session. Give me a vigilance check at medium difficulty. Get a sweet boost die from your good pal eight. One failure and a threat. Two success and one advantage. One success, three advantages. Arthas, go ahead and take a strain for that threat. Eight and row, you are the only two that happen to notice. As you are sitting down and getting ready for the night, you hear the faintest sound of a deep, throaty growl. And that is where we are going to end the session. Thanks for listening.
We hope you'll join us next time. But in the interim, follow us on Twitter at Roads Uncharted. The Roads Uncharted podcast is GM'd and produced by Dax, who you can find on Twitter at GM underscore Dax. We use the Genesis RPG system published by Fantasy Flight Games and music licensed by Epidemic Sound. Arthas, champion of Offum, is played by Neil. Eight is played by Ren, who also composed the music for our opening theme. Follow them on Twitter at Thorny Dryad. Ro is played by Kappa, and you can follow him on Twitter at the Kappa Chris.